Yes, that's okay. No, that's good. It's a different shade. Yeah. You've got the you've got the actual colors on and the You got a brand. Well, hi, I'm here. Actually, this is a special thing that we're doing um, here today. So I'm, I have with me Tara Settle, and she is, um, I, I've never actually asked you, that's the correct way to pronounce your last name, right? It is, okay. yeah, it's Tara Settle. Good, good. So Tara Settle, she's the executive director of the Connect Medical Clinic here in town. And so we just, um, really the goal here is just to let people know um, a little bit more about you and, and connect and what you guys are up to and um, can't can't have enough support and um, and you're not gonna not gonna get all the support that you could get unless word gets out right and continues to do that so that's kind of why we're here today um, so I'm just gonna let Tara talk a little bit more about Tara <laughs> at this moment and and just kind of who who are you and what are you up to um, you know, what's being an executive director mean and what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. So I've only been the executive director for now 16 months. Sure. Um, it was a big surprise that, that God would lead me here. I've been a nurse since 2000 and love being a nurse. I've always wanted to be a nurse and, and was very happy in my role as a nurse at Connect. <laughs> and in, in that, in that excitement, I think, I just wanted to do all the things like I wanted to any opportunity that they had for me, I jumped on. So um, I learned how to do the ultrasounds and to be a sexual risk avoidance specialist, which is just a sex ed teacher and fertility education and, you know, helping out with social media and talking to donors. And I think just because I learned all the things when our, mm -hmm. when Katie went to retire or move on, it was just makes sense because I knew a lot of things. Sure. But I'm still learning what it means to be an executive director. <laughs> I think I kind of picture myself as the center of the wheel. There's a lot of there's a lot of communities around the executive director role. Mm -hmm. There's there's staff and like human resources and onboarding and payroll and those things. Um, and then there's then there's patients because I'm still because I know all the things I'm still working with patients until we train up new staff to take those roles on. Mm -hmm. And then there's the community. Like we want to be in the community and serving Dickinson and the surrounding areas, yeah. um, an active participant in our community. And then the community of support, the, the donors and people who do support connect and interacting with them and wanting to get to know them more. Right. Sure. Um, and, and then the patient, well, no, there should be one and the, the board. That's the last one. It's like there's five kind of <laughs> communities around me, like working mm -hmm. with our board and making sure that they know what's going on, what our challenges are, what our successes are, yeah. um, so that they can lead us well, like keeping them in the loop. So it means just kind of keeping all those those balls in the air and um, <laughs> everybody has what they need to go and be excellent and and do what they're called to do yeah anybody in any sort of leadership role it seems is is a good juggler at times or, yeah. or must be right yeah you could probably tell me a few things <laughs> well right no 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 uh, you, you say that you've been doing it a little bit and you're still learning well that's that's everybody right um yeah for sure so you 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 talked a little bit about that journey um and and you, you know you're coming to where you are as executive director uh what was it was it like when you first, you know, you're working there, you're going about your daily business and, and helping patients and doing all the things. Is it, was it a little weird at first to like start thinking about like that? Totally. I mean, it's a totally different mm -hmm. role, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And a lot yeah. more responsibility and a lot more to, yep. to do. Yeah. Well, um, I think 
anybody who knows Connect Medical Clinic, and and I'd like to think that we're fairly familiar with that here, but um, I, we're we're thankful for for what you do and and for the foundation that was laid before you with um, those not only in that role but but in others. So so I, not everyone is going to know what's Connect though. <laughs> what is Connect Medical Clinic? Yeah. Good question. Um, so we are a faith-based, donor-funded sexual health clinic. And so I think the mission statement is Connect Medical Clinic is a sexual health clinic dedicated to providing evidence-based medical services, education, and support in a respectful and welcoming environment. So that's our, that's, that's what's on the paperwork, what we're just doing. <laughs> sure. um, we just, we want to help people. I think so prevention is a big part of it um trying to reach young people before they become sexually active with the truth about sex and about themselves there's a lot of uh, misinformation mm. or, or just lack of information and so young people are making decisions either based on lack of information or or what the culture says is true about sex and so that that leads them to places they don't really want to be but they don't even know what the risks are so we want to yeah. We want to be a part of the prevention. So we talk to kids and we try to go out in the community and share truth. That intervention, those medical services that we have are designed to reach people and meet them at their point of need, whether it's an unplanned pregnancy or a sexually transmitted infection. Um, those, those are kind of the main interventions. Now with our nurse practitioner, we can also do a little more as far as well woman path testing those things but but the goal is to develop relationships with young people and that and, that, and, and around their their sexual health and to provide a non-judgmental welcoming loving affirming life affirming place to go yeah. facing sexual health crises kind of the very thing that that um those who might find themselves in need for a connect medical clinic all of the things that you described are things that they absolutely wouldn't have otherwise mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i mean um and and it seems that the the culture is teaching all the wrong things to to, to young people and so that's that's really cool um uh, what what you guys are up to there uh, so what um let me just uh how long has Connect Medical Clinic been in operations? How was that all born? What did what did that look like? Have you been there from the beginning? I would say um, so. In oil boom happened in North Dakota, and the the women in OB GYN in the hospital labor delivery, they were seeing um, a whole different culture come like. Whereas the typical patient would have been prior to the oil boom was a like nuclear family type wife and husband come together and have a baby. Now all of a sudden in Dickinson we were seeing many unwed married, unmarried women, but also unmarried women who have no resources, no family in town, no partner in the picture, just women in need. And at the same time, um, a church in town was had a women's Bible study. And their leader challenged them to just dream a big dream. Like, what, what is God saying for our community? What's with a big thing we can do? And um, <laughs> that the, what came back was a labor and delivery nurse was like, I think we need a like a resource, a help place to help women here in Dickinson. And another woman was like, I kind of thought the same thing. And so they got together, they went and found um like Badlands Right to Life, and like and Badlands Right to Life had been thinking the same thing. And so <laughs> You know, got together in someone's dining room and created a very organic grassroots um, volunteer nurses uh, set up <laughs> in a old dormitory. I mean, wow. just you know, just just you know, ran with the idea. Yeah. And then, um, so that was the doors opened in 2015, fall of 2015, and then since then we've rebranded and we've moved into a medical facility and really put our stake in the medical services. And so we still help women facing unplanned pregnancy, mm -hmm. 
as a, as a main core service that we offer. But we try to try to kind of come around it and develop relationships with sexually active men and women. And hopefully intervene before an unplanned pregnancy were to occur. But mm -hmm. if it were to occur, then we'd be that trusted, you know, reputable, um, well-known, you know, accepted community member that that can have friends. Yeah, and and this is this is not on the list of questions, oh, but gosh. but that's okay. <laughs> it's it's not going to be that. But but there's a I remember you sending something at one point out. Um, maybe it was on a prayer chain or, or something like that, but it's been a while. But but isn't there there's there are a lot of misconceptions and, and sort of falsehood being told about clinics like Connect, mm -hmm. right? Like like especially in the especially in the secular culture. But I mean, I think that that that's probably something that you know uh, if if that's what you hear, that's what you think, kind of a deal, right? So it it actually made me think about that. When you mentioned that you have a nurse practitioner now on staff, and so what? What if you can think of any off the top? Like what? What are some of those misconceptions um, that 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 are there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh gosh. And how is that not true? Yeah. Right. Okay. I think come to mind. Um, so pregnancy help centers kind of all over, and they uh -huh. all have different models and connects is different, and so I think that lends to some confusion because people will move into town and be like oh i know what you are and then sure. you're like offended by the way we're not um or you know patients coming in from other places like oh that was like that place in town at my old place <laughs> and i think we don't do that we talk to our patients and we talk to our donors in the exact same way so we have one website we, we try to have one message so that is different um but sometimes it leads to confusion. So being faith-based, for example, mm -hmm. like being faith-based is not a liability. We know that, right? He was for us. Um, <laughs> it it sounds us. like there might have been a little bit of providence even involved in how it all started, like what you were saying, right? <laughs> like maybe someone might have had some sort of plan that oh, was coming to fruition. No yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Constitutions, if they've had a bad experience in a church or if they ran yeah. into someone who says, like, you know, whether you're having unmarried sex or you've had an abortion in your past, that like, like God hates you type of messages. Mm. So then, so if we, we, you know, are very mm, latent in our faith base, we can turn away people who won't yeah. trust us based on experiences they've had with the church. And that's something we kind of walk a fine line where yeah. we are welcoming, we are non-judgmental, we will love you no matter what, whatever lifestyle, whatever choices, mm -hmm. like we're here to help you regardless. And we believe that like loving encounters will lead to, will plant seeds for life. Like yeah. however that, however God wants to take that and run with it, it's yeah. his job to, to affect the outcome it's our job to love so so that's a misconception um where you know whether it's a donor being like oh you're, you're not faith-based or you, you don't love jesus or you're <laughs> no we are we just don't lead with like jesus loves you come to our clinic we yeah our branding right it, well and it, it's it it seems like um what i hear you saying is that that you're you're there to do the work as as hands and feet of Jesus, but but it's not necessarily the the vision to it's the vision to do the work, not necessarily to to carry a pulpit around yeah. while you're doing the work. Exactly. <laughs> the, exactly. the actions are are kind of the pulpit for you guys and and how you're helping and stepping out. So not, yeah, it, it doesn't always that doesn't always make sense to people. Yeah, like, sure. And then, you know, vice versa. So the patients might think like, oh, they're just going to come and beat me with the Bible. Mm -hmm. Donors are like, you know, why don't I go to Jesus for? So there's that. Um, we say that we will educate, the second thing then, uh, on our website, that we will educate about abortion. So, and even in our decision-making guide, it says we're going to talk about the risks and benefits of each decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then I, um, like for donor side, it's, well, then you support abortion because what is a benefit? What kind of benefit would you talk about 
Oh, sure. You know, and I'm, and it's not ours. It, that's not, it's a patient's decision. So they write in their perspective. What are they seeing as a risk? Oh, sure. Abortion? Yeah. They see as a benefit to abortion. So it's not, it's not connect teaching them what the benefits are of either decision. It's, it's, it's an assessment they've, yep, yeah, they sure. Will, that makes sense. Yep. And we will talk about abortion. We'll talk about all the, all the things that happen yeah. and all, at all stages and fetal development and, and where that pregnancy is and um, pant, little mm-hmm. toes and whether or not the baby feels pain and all those things. We will, we will talk about that. We'll talk about birth control. We'll, we'll go into what it means to take yeah. birth control. And that's not as condoning the behavior when we talk through the realities that our patients are facing. And so that sometimes that's a, that can be a problem. And we're, and we're starting a new one. I mean, a new controversy. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, good. <laughs> yes, it's fun. We put patients first. So if we're talking to donors, we're talking to patients, we will always, and, and like, ooh, patients could be offended or donors could be offended. We always side with the patients. Like they are who we're called to reach. And donors, we can, we can work, you know, we can teach and we can educate and if, and if it doesn't sit right with them, you know, that's between them and God. And we just have to do what's right for the patient. Mm-hmm. The new one is we do this fertility education. So we're teaching girls where they are, every day of the month in their cycle. How to identify when estrogen's high, when progesterone okay. is high. Those principles can be used to prevent or achieve a pregnancy. I mean, it's natural family planning, which is a, I think most people can understand. But again, natural family planning is sort of stigma or whatever. It's like a Catholic thing. Sure. Okay? sure. So, so <laughs> education. Um, again, to, to to not try to pigeonhole ourselves, but fertility education isn't reaching our patients either. They're having a hard time. So we're looking at using the term natural birth control education. And the in focus groups, young people like respond to that, like, oh, natural birth control. I get what you're saying. Whereas I am expecting to have at least some donors be like, birth control what are, what, what are you doing mm-hmm. huh. so it could be it could be um maybe misconstrued as as um connect enabling young people to have safe sex rather than you know being faith-based and yep. teaching them how to not or, or whatever exactly. but but in reality though i think at one point maybe you shared a statistic or something i don't i don't remember but but in reality doesn't that um actually statistically end up helping that yes that aspect right like they (laughs) yeah exactly you know the whereas young people who do birth control or or Uh have an iud like end up having more unplanned sex sure like women who under like body literacy and understanding and having a like just real respect and awe what is going on mm-hmm. every day of the month? Um, they're twice as likely to abstain until marriage with that. Uh, and not only that, but having respect for your cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Might be hard to understand as a guy, but there is <laughs> some shame in being like in menstruating. Like just mm-hmm. embarrassment. Sure. Right? So we get girls to like. Like embrace that think it's pretty cool like sync up their cycles with their exercise with their sleep with their lifestyle um they start to have like they feel empowered they feel in control they feel like it's not something to be ashamed of it's something to be like yeah like of, like they might be worth something that the world is yeah everything. yeah sure yeah yeah well it, it seems like it would it would restore or at least in part restore some sort of level of dignity mm-hmm. that that just culturally doesn't show up nat- like naturally yeah, exactly. they and 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 actually that's that that seems to be connect preaching without a pulpit as well because that that's an image of god kind of a thing right and so yes. yeah that's really cool um what is uh what are, what are some of the things that that you guys have going on 
right now? Some of the, you talked a little bit or mentioned a little bit, but, but what are some of the details? Like what, what are you guys up to? <laughs> Again, how long do we, <laughs> right, right. I'm sort of a, like, let's just throw that in there. That, you know, when you have like three kids, you're like, well, we may as well have four because <laughs> we're already up for what's one more. Sure. I mean, I'm sort of throwing that mentality around and we have a lot of things kind of going. Um, so we brought that nurse practitioner on and our first thought was, was PAP testing and preventative health and just serving more women with, with low income right? Or uninsured because, because again, with our faith-based and stuff, I didn't mention this, but we are, most things are free. We have minimal lab fees mm-hmm. for SDI testing and then to see the nurse practitioner. But otherwise, like we're really in the community to help. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, that's where donors come in. <laughs> right. Very much so. Um, we want you. I need that Uncle Sam thing. Yes. Yes, we want you. Right. Uh, yes. So we have her and, and the pap testing hasn't really taken off, I'll be honest. But what has is we've seen more young, like 21 years and younger, unplanned pregnancies in the last two months than we have I mean, in those two months are record. Let's just do that. Like mm. record months. And where our nurse practitioner can come in is if a girl is considering um, an abortion. And, and now we can, they can just get pills in the mail to take yeah. abortion pills. And without any sort of oversight, no exam, no follow-up, just, just a telemedicine visit. And boom, they have abortion pills in their mailbox. So we're stepping in and saying, before you take those pills at home, let's see the nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And she does what we call an early pregnancy evaluation, checks for like any sort of anemia or you know blood clotting sort of disorders, looks at um, public exam for any signs of infection or any masses or anything because, you know, the pregnancy has to come mm-hmm. out. And so to yep. make sure that basically the woman won't die at home and and that has been utilized like we kind of had a like that would work and all of a sudden that those are the those are the majority of the women that she's seen (laughs) wow and and giving women a moment because when they're in crisis when they're in i am pregnant i can't be pregnant like this is the this is this is not at all gonna work for me and they see us and then like they have just a pause to like see the nurse practitioner next week. Give yourself some time to think about all the risks and benefits of the options, parenting, adoption, abortion. Like where do you see the risk of these decisions? Where's the benefit of these decisions? And what, you know, what do you want to do? Who's pressuring you to make a decision? What are they pressuring you to do? And identifying really the whole picture, not just the emotion of trapped, scared, alone, desperate and so they come back they see the nurse practitioner they come back for results and that's been able being able to walk with women um, in in a kind of a longer way has been incredible i mean it's Mm -hmm. that's anyway so that's what we have going on with her like right now and what we want to do with her she's going through fertility education training too like she's going to be the hoping the resource in town for any menstrual you mm. think your cycles are a little bit off, your, your anxiety, acne, depression, heavy bleeding. I mean, what, mm-hmm. like, sure. who's going to be the down there expert? Well, that's, oh. that's, that's really good. It, and it, it sounds like that, what, what you were just talking about um, with the nurse practitioner and, and some of those things that, that have taken off that maybe you guys didn't think would. Isn't that how it always works, though? Like, you assume, okay, this is going to be a great service, and then nobody shows up. And yeah. Then, that's the, we see the same thing in church life or in something else. The thing that you don't think is going to work and is, is maybe the thing that God uses on purpose, I think, sometimes. But um, but it, it, it you guys, I think one of the things that, that we've appreciated here so much about connect is is what you've just been talking about there's a there's such a huge aspect of it that um 
from from a gospel biblical kind of standpoint connect ends up offering hope to those who just have none you know um you were talking about that being trapped and and feeling like there's just no out other than um abortion or or whatever and that the pills and the the telemedicine uh, appointment that they would have i'm just assuming here but it probably would be bent toward hey let's let's get you an abortion stat kind yeah, of a thing like, and yeah that's like the whole point of it yeah and you can set up we found out because um, you're not legally how is it there's there's legal things in north dakota right mm. like you're not supposed to be able to get pills in the mail but then again um, when i talked to a senator about this he was like well, you just go ahead and stop, you know, the, the narcotics coming up too, and then we'll, we'll stop the abortion pills. No, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. But Planned Parenthood in Montana will give them to you for free if you have a Montana. No, it was like reduced price if you have a Montana address. And so our patient, like, got a P.O. box in Weibo over the phone and just has to, like, drive, what, 45 minutes to get her pills then from post office. Mm. It's easy. Abortion pill trafficking. Kind of. That's kind of nuts, isn't it? It's it's bad medicine, <laughs> you know, from a nursing standpoint. Sure. Just and, and they'll they'll tell you that abortion is safe and effective, and that's not not true. Depend, you know, like how many people have to die to make it unsafe sort of sure. point of view um, and by our standards but I think from the in 2022 alone 26 women have died because of home abortions which 26 women when you think of the whole nation like I get it that's a small number but that's 26 women who were pregnant and were desperate and, and did it you know took it upon mm-hmm. themselves yeah. and that was their way out and ended up dying from it yeah is it is it true that this is this might not be true, I guess. I don't know, but something that I guess that I've heard. But is it is it true that that um that there's a statistic behind the ultrasound thing that like when when a young lady sees the sees the baby or that that has an ultrasound that it, it really sways like and makes them is that a thing? It used to be. Okay. Like, so that used to be all the rage in pregnancy help centers. The, the intention of like we're we are here because we want you know this we want her to choose life and sure uh, really with like the we've done a good job as a as a community telling women that that is a baby like they all know all mm-hmm. the women that I've encountered who are pregnant know it's a baby like every one of them on the decision guide the risk of pain like having an abortion would be I'm killing my baby and the, the benefit of parenting was I would get to see my child so so a lot less clump of cells language than there used to be yeah, yeah. That's seems that science has won that that little yeah. bit of a battle so okay yeah. um hmm. and so if they in the ultrasound I think the other statistic is that we are so addicted to our screens and we all have mm. kind of recognized that what's on our screens aren't isn't the news isn't real. Oh. Everything, you know, nothing on there is real. So when they see something on a screen, it doesn't pull at them anymore because every Wow, I never thought of that. That's that's insightful. It's just another screen, yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't I think if a woman is desperate. And, and in some way, she feels like her life would end if sure. she has this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them won't look. Yeah, well, I mean, any any even illegal horrific crime that's committed, a lot of, I mean, unless a, unless you're dealing with sociopathic or psychopathic stuff, then even even a lot of that is due to desperate times, desperate measures, kind of thinking. So mm-hmm. it would it would make sense that that's a part of it. What what are some of the other initiatives? Like what what else do you guys have going on? Yeah. So that fertility fertility awareness, 
um, mm-hmm. which we're hoping to rebrand as natural birth control sure. for adults, obviously. For, for teens, it's still fertility awareness. We are hoping, we are we're trying to get the word out on, on that sort of on that service. So we created which Hillside's very aware of um period packs. So period empowerment packs, our pet project. We have we have 500 of these hygiene packs, like makeup cases or makeup bags with tampons, with with menstrual cups. I'm very excited to put those menstrual cups in there because they're expensive. And we were able to get 500 of them with, with the donations we received. And then some education about what a healthy cycle looks like and how to use these these items. Mm. And a little sticker, a water bottle sticker from, from Connect that has a powerful, <laughs> positive message. Sure. Just to have in the community, uh, in schools and hopefully other places, if people are, women are all of a sudden in need of an item and we can... Mm-hmm. have their needs met and also get hopefully our information out there we are we're here for you and your cycle we want to teach you about being a girl mm-hmm. and so and that it's not terrible it's not a bad thing right it's like maybe god made you that way and it's okay yeah yeah and we're starting to see a little bit of reception we had a group of five trinity seniors who met with us and we just had a small group and they loved it and they want us to come and do, you know, sex ed at Trinity because they think all the girls should know this. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> and this is also hopefully open. We're going to have a, I don't know if I should say that well. <laughs> We're hopefully going to have more education, uh, even in the schools, possibly sure. 7th and 8th graders. Well, and, 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 you know, with, with the approach that you... You uh, that connect in general is taking. Um, it might it might be easier to have those connections and make them because um, because you're not the attempt is not uh, let's let's get all you guys into church this week mm-hmm. <laughs> right it's it's not it's not that you're trying to break any rules or anything like that you it's it what I love about it is that it comes from a legitimate heartfelt genuine concern for the individual it's not about some agenda to you know boost numbers in the kingdom or or whatever even even though of course we all hope for that in the lives of everyone that that we interact with but um but yeah that's that's really cool yeah And, and and to have to have school involvement in something like that is nothing less than miraculous i mean i know um trinity catholic school um so there's some kind of faith-based <laughs> there so it might might be a little bit easier but um but even even if there are talks in in the, the public school system that's a that's really cool yeah really cool yeah we're seeing they're seeing younger and younger pregnancies in our middle school this year mm-hmm. and possibly past years but for sure so so they need more and i mean i don't know the fear is that if we talk about sex kids will go have sex because that's statistically inaccurate too like the more you talk about sex with kids less likely they are to initiate sexual activity like we're supposed to be talking about it mm-hmm. all the time <laughs> well well it, it seems that um this again i'm making a lot of generalized statements they're not claims they're just assumptions i guess but um but it seems to me that that um parents who don't do education um when it comes to that um whether it's the talk or whatever whatever it might be that that um those are kids who are gonna figure it out you know um somebody's gonna train them <laughs> you know we all have phones now right? sure the, so we teach a little bit, I'm trained in that SRA, sexual risk avoidance, to teach on sex. And so that would be the dangers of pornography. And that's the, the rising statistic is that kids are seeing, kids are showing each other pornography on the bus. Like that, that 
people's first encounter with pornography is from like a peer who just shows it to mm-hmm. us. And as young as eight years old, like seven years old, like that's instead of their first, you know, I don't know, you're probably my age back in the day when pop-ups used to happen when you were on AOL, like sure. that would have been more of a first encounter. Like now it's it's just much, much younger. And I mean that's first and second grade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really scary. Wow. Um but so so yeah, someone's teaching them and most likely it's gonna be someone from TikTok. <laughs> if not us. <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> See those yeah. the trendy girl. <laughs> And they're like, no, we all saw this video on TikTok. And they had this like absolute belief that this is how this is what happened. It was during a pregnancy, the things that happened during a pregnancy. And it was completely untrue. And we had to like, no, my nurse practitioner had to step in and be like, no, this is that's completely untrue. And so if I mean seniors, well educated, well loved young girls, like absolutely believed this TikTok thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, I think the the human brain isn't fully developed at that age either. And so it it's there's a there I mean it's a whole age of discovery mm-hmm. when when humans are that age, you yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't know if, if we're if someone were to watch this podcast, like I just want to like our talks in schools, I guess in Trinity, I'm able to weave in some, you know, faith things like that, especially when it comes to cre- creator and God and uh, how we made humans to mm-hmm. interact and reproduce. Like it's just, it's cool. It's medically cool. And mm-hmm. but when it comes to middle school and uh, the community like we just we don't do any of that it's met it's evidence-based is in our mission statement because we when we do education and services like everything we do has like medical studies behind it we are we're not um yeah promoting any agenda um with our faith-based we are just we're medically centered yeah medically evidence-based i just wanted to make sure people yeah just People caring about people. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So what, um, let me ask you this. What, um, where, since, since this is a faith-based podcast, (laughs) where, where have you seen personally God working maybe most clearly, um, as of late Mm -hmm. in the clinic and and what you guys are doing? I think like I said, the, the number of, Unplanned pregnancy patients, pregnancies, pregnancy patients. It has been scary. Like, and I'm the ultrasound person Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Amy is on Thursday. So, so I'm involved in a lot of in all those cases, and and it's it's I, I'm and hard cases, cases of conception because of rape. You know, and oh my! Not graduated young people. Um, with even younger boyfriends, I think being able to walk with those women in, in and bring in Rachel Marshall, our nurse practitioner, into the conversation and just meet these women where they are and be able to serve them well has been incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think back to you know the the vision in twenty fourteen. So we opened in fifteen. So the vision would have been you know fourteen thirteen. And what they wanted to do. And now we do all these things, but we still do that core, like not it hasn't it hasn't drowned out that core vision. Like all the STI testing and mm-hmm. fertility and all the other things we do, like still that is one of our still our core service. And I think that's that has I don't we've been in prayer a lot for our patients this month and that's kind of <laughs> reason oh. and then god has created this team there's eight of us and then three of us were here again when i started as an executive director I mean, so that's where there's more of them than there is of us um mm. and the onboarding i mean it's still 
paperwork and stuff. But as far as them doing what they, what I, what I want them to do with their vision, my vision of that role, yeah. like they just do it. Like they just do it. Like, I don't know. Maybe I've never been a boss. I've never really hired anybody. <laughs> sure. them and then had them do things and produce me outcomes that I give back to my board. But it's been so easy. Like God has called the exact people with the exact <laughs> personality wiring and um, giftings to do exactly what me, you know, months ago sat sitting in a prayer kind of closet and writing a job description and, and where are you <laughs> taking us, God, and producing this job description. And boom, he has the person ready to take that on and do it. It's that's incredible. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. How much pastors hire and train up people to go and do, but yeah, yeah, it is not something I expected to yeah. happen. Yeah, I think I mean we see we see in the in the the realm of the church at least at least here um, that that is something that um, that we see when it comes to um, just service positions in general. People, um, it's amazing. It's amazing when you, you, um, you, pr you pray for some specifics and God gives you some specifics, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then more than you asked for. Like, I <laughs> couldn't have created this role in my head if I wanted to. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not that creative. Sure. And then look at, look at, look at what he's doing with this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and not, not only that, but you, you send um, us prayer requests at times mm -hmm. and and we um, which by the way is a blessing for us um, but recently it it was praises mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. for for some of those very things you have people that are that are being helped by what you do you know and that's that's so huge so huge so it's, it's... yeah it is yeah, I agree. Um, so what can the average person do to come alongside of a Connect Medical Clinic? Well, definitely like you said, prayer. Like our prayer team is available via Facebook. Like there's a mm -hmm. Facebook, private Facebook group or by email. Uh, it's a few exceptions we text. Um, the elder board or whatever, but those are, like, that's important because they're just, they're, these other people who come in are, are, they just bring a heaviness with them. Yeah, and sure. And feel the, the weight of yeah. what they're carrying. And so to have like the community of support, I mean, like that better than like doors. <laughs> my community of support, like my people who are out there, um, who are gonna who are gonna pray for this person. And again, we may never say the word Jesus to them, but they have they've been lifted up by potentially hundreds of people. I mean, that's yeah. a huge deal. Uh, we don't know if that person's ever been prayed. I mean, we would assume someone has brought been praying for this person, but sure. sometimes I. Based on the stories they tell me, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and you, you, um, you guys are, are fairly um, limited at times on, um, like we've talked about on your uh, word, um, word in, in words, you're preaching and, and teaching Jesus to people, but our prayers don't have to be that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so we have <laughs> right right so yeah um yeah and what i i often say um a couple of things about prayer one of them is um actually do it right don't don't just write prayers your way on facebook and call it a day right as a sentiment but really be praying and 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 two um you can have all the money in the world for a clinic but the single most powerful thing that any human can do for another is intercede to the creator of the universe mm -hmm. for them. Uh, 
So yeah, I, yeah, that would, that makes total sense that that's the number one and first thing to jump into for sure. We all have that ability to like, yeah, you can have all the money in the world or you can have like, you know, not enough to even make your own ends meet, Yeah, but everybody can, can lift us up and, and there's, see, sometimes I feel not feel bad for the other charities. I think that's what it is. Like mm. you know, we have, I mean, yes, there's support for the other charities in town, but that we have a prayer team praying for us. I mean, I think that's a little bit unique mm. as far as yep. the nonprofits in town, and it's. I don't know. We, we win. I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. What an amazing, what an amazing thing for. Yeah. I'm grateful, and I'm. I kind of feel bad for other people. <laughs> it makes us really special. And yeah. There, there are a lot of people that come alongside of you guys in that way, for sure. That's good. What else? Where do they mail checks? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's a legitimate it thing, is. though. Yeah, you have to run things. Yeah. And that's, I, we finally have someone on the board who is a literal investment banker. And so wow. I'm really excited for him to like look at the budget and tell me things. Because it's there's there's been some crossing of fingers and hoping this is what this is. Because <laughs> nursing, don't, we don't learn QuickBooks. And <laughs> sure, yeah. But it's a checkbook, and I am fairly certain. Anne Marie wouldn't steer me wrong. She's our office manager, and yeah. she would if I was doing something way out of line. But so the nurse practitioner, especially if you want to talk about needs, and honestly, let me take a step backwards. When I was trained to be an executive director, just a little bit of training I got. Like the what I was told is that donors don't really want to donate towards like paychecks they want to donate towards services and they want to donate towards um, outcomes like so when i'm asking i'm supposed to, i'm supposed to so i'm raising one <laughs> to ask for like an ultrasound machine or this service rather than help me pay this person to provide this service mm -hmm. um and so yay but on the other hand like, I really just want to talk about how much it, I want to, I want to talk about how much it costs to pay nurses and why we pay nurses. Like we could, we did have volunteer nurses in the beginning, mm -hmm. but somewhere along the way, it was very much impressed upon leadership that that's robbing God kind of that, mm. he, that it's, it's robbing them that if we are asking somebody to answer the call on their life, and it's their vocation, right? They, they went to nursing sure. school, a nurse practitioner, and we're asking them to donate their time to save money. I mean, that's just robbing them of their, paying them an honoring wage, paying them for their mm -hmm. skills and what they bring to the table. And then two, they, do we not believe God will provide for us? Mm. I mean, we think we'll just save money and and, you can donate your life, and especially if they do feel called, and I do. Yeah. Know, these women and Mark Billings, I know there's a call on them, and if they are going to obey God, they're going to obey God no matter what they pay them. <laughs> and so it's 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 just, I don't know. So God has impressed upon us to pay them honoring wages, mm -hmm. and I mean we're not keeping up with Sanford or CHI, but we're sure. doing what we like truly can. Plus. A little bit of a PTO healthcare, like small, tiny. But that's and that's a, and that's, a benefit. that's a big deal because that's not cheap and it's not easy to yeah yeah yeah. So we're we're obeying God, and in my in my budgeting plan, I budgeted for just like my nurse practitioner to come in see patients and leave, and like I can pay her for that much. Truly, she's part of the team, and she has amazing ideas, and she needs to be at staff meetings and celebrations, and mm -hmm. she loves to come in and, and work on extra projects around the clinic. And for me to say, like, 
executive director or really affiliated even with connect medical clinic other than being donors i guess but um so so i can i can say this that um i mean i think that all of your donors and potential donors get paid for the services that they render and that's what allows them to be donors right and so and scripture is very clear throughout that the labor deserves their wages right and so yeah that's that's good i i think that i i i totally see the the um the the words and the people they want to um generally it, it would sound better or maybe make us feel better to we're given to the cause kind of a thing but um but i, I think just you guys are doing a bang up job and i know it's by the grace of God, and He just He just gets you through day by day, and because I know you've been running around like a mad woman for a few months with the banquet and all the things going on, but um, but I I can confidently give, and I know our church can confidently give to Connect Medical Clinic just as Connect, and not and you guys have got the put it where you need it kind of a thing, yeah. So I think no matter where you're you know, where your thoughts are when you're giving, whether it goes to salaries or printer ink <laughs> or whatever, right. um, you you are giving to, to that cause. And yeah. so give, um, <laughs> but, but <laughs> is there anything else though, besides prayer and, and donations that, that people can do? Like what, yeah, what else can volunteering? We do okay. have um, opportunities to volunteer and that. Like, so we have 50-50 raffle at the Big Sticks game. Um, you know that? Mm -hmm. the volunteers. The parade, we're going to, we have that, we have a cargo trailer I haven't mentioned yet, but we have a trailer now that's going to be a mobile office. We're going to pull that in the parade. Um, so men who pull trailers, like, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're mostly yeah. husbands who pull trailers, but having a group of men who, or I mean, women can pull trailers too. I need to be here. <laughs> Some people pull trailers. Yeah. Um, confidently, like we would need a volunteer team. Um, we're still kind of looking for a point person to refurbish the inside of our trailer. We have a few names from the banquet, so we're following up on that. But at this point, we don't have anybody committed to helping us like insulate and do whatever mm -hmm. they're going to do to make it space. Um, oh, we're going to do a garage sale, which we've never done before, but we had, we had to get out of our old space and we had a lot of extra things from our old space and don't want to, you know, feel like, feel like we're going to have a garage sale. So yeah. that takes. That's, that is a really gross endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. this, this isn't going to sound bad. I know, but. And whenever my, so whenever today, <laughs> whenever Donna, my wife loves to do these, right? And and there have been times that she's teamed up with other, other humans who want to do garage sales, and so. Um, but my my every time she brings it up, my response is the same. I I will give you money to go spend if I can just throw all of this in the dump. <laughs> but I guess I guess though. Um, you know, uh, maybe donate all of your things to 
the Connect Medical Clinic garage sale and then and, and then, then come help work it. The come help work it, yes. yeah. I mean, everyone likes to get rid of their stuff, right? Everybody, <laughs> once it's kind of the, the idea has trickled out, I get more tricks of like, where can I put my stuff? Yeah, <laughs> got to make room for the new junk we're going to buy yeah. to put in the next garage sale, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> true story yeah um, so that's in july and so we're, we're gonna need and we are gonna need helpers because mm -hmm. again i have medical staff who i do expect to be like at some of these things but it isn't their job to like run the garage like, mm -hmm. i can't bring them out and, some so somebody's got to do the nursing still yeah <laughs> right, right. Putting a lot of hours you know the difficult things so so that's coming up uh there's it just seems like we your um christina dawson put together oh, sure. you know, yep. the lead on putting together all of those period packs for us and so there's not a consistent need all the time but when it when it comes up like we do need gotta have people to go to sure yeah so that I makes sense to have a volunteer team and we are sort of transitioning on how we how we keep up with them like it was it used to be before i was the executive director we had like volunteer kind of leaders and now we have mark and so he's kind of the leader of the volunteers and now mark has other things that he needs to do so now we're thinking that we have to have someone else kind of coordinate <laughs> the because like, it's just it's a lot if we're doing a lot of things yeah. and you need bodies to do them and so just there's I'm just asking for grace as we figure out sure. how we are keeping in connection with our volunteers. Like we're trying to find the best way to make sure everyone feels like they are included because what's it's worse, it's the worst thing, I think, when you have people who are excited and want to do something and then nobody ever calls them. And it's not because we don't need them, it's just that there's so much to do. We need we want we need somebody to keep mm -hmm. up with our volunteers and make them let them know we need them and, <laughs> and that we need them and this is how kind of like onboard volunteers i guess yeah it's sort of like it's sort of like the, the military in some oh, ways we talk we, well <laughs> the good the good part because you brought that up in the beginning but uh before we started uh recording and stuff but um but you you train and you train and you train and you train right and then some some people never deploy um but but you're training for that moment and then when the time comes you got to be ready to do the thing you yeah. know yeah. and so it, it's it's kind of similar to that in a way that you know you might feel a bit on the sidelines at times but <laughs> you're you're, you're desperately you needed yeah. um you know when when that when that time is there and so who do people talk to who do people how do how do they how do they get involved not we've covered what what getting involved maybe looks like a little bit, but how do they, how do they do that? Who do they call Ghostbusters, right? There is, so our phone number is 483-9353. Um, That's 483-9353. Yes. And so you can just call. Um, <laughs> Anne-Marie will take your message. Um, there on our website, I believe there is a volunteer application. You mm, can fill okay. that out. But again, if you call, we can email you the digital one. That's a little bit easier. I can email it to you. You can kind of just have okay. the link on hand. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so filling out an application kind of asks like, what is your, you know, what is what is your strength? What what are mm -hmm. you bringing? And sometimes in baking, we have people who like well, like to bake. You know, when baking is good, when we are at like the women's expo or any other like vendor show, people come to our table if we have baked. So we call upon people. Those are mostly in the fall when mm -hmm. we go and have a table and talk about connect. Things like that. Um, I, I'm a photographer. Cool. We will call you when we have these events that we would like to have pictures or the for the Facebook or, yeah. or our website. Um yeah, what what is your interest? How would you like to serve connect? And, and cool. We'll try to plug you in because we definitely need so so really the um get in contact with um whether it's a phone call or uh getting the volunteer application is kind of the first yeah thing yeah, yeah. yeah. okay cool 
Well, thanks for stopping by and doing this. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope that we can do this again and talk about other things as you get into the different initiatives and different things that you guys are up to and maybe yeah. updates and stuff like that even. That'd be cool. But, yep, yep. So when we take out the trailer, I'd like to talk more about that. That's yeah, cool that would be cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor Rob, for all your support. Your... Yeah. Yeah. Cheerleading. <laughs> it's the closest I'll ever get to holding pom poms. It's for for you guys. So, yeah. uh, but like now, I'm picturing you and all the elders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I better not be on top. I might kill people. But um, yeah. But thanks for coming, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you.